The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. This is the vlogcast for round 13. The shit dumper from Richmond Starburns is here, and I'm joined by Mr. Moral Victory from St. Kilda Cookson. G'day. The number one photographer at AFL Photos, Dane. I'm still waiting for my badge. <laughs> Proud player sponsor of James H. from Collingwood. Nor- um, <laughs> what? Ashley. what did you just call me? I, I nearly called you Northern <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and what a what a great alias that was. <laughs> and the brains behind Hawthorne's latest pink and brown clash jumper penal. What a fucking great jumper that is. I love it. Can't wait to wear mine down the street. Let's go to Goo Tears. Who wants to go first out of that? I've got Goo, surprisingly, but I mean last week we talked about Tom Brockcliffe getting forty eight touches <laughs> against Carlton. Jack Stephen got 25 touches, and those 25 were at least a million times better. I mean, three goals, six goal assists, 700-plus metres gained. I mean, quality over quantity, people. Well, see, when you said Rockcliffe, I thought this was going to be about Dangerfield getting 48 touches, and so we could say that's what a good 48-touch game looks like. That's the standard if you get 48 touches, not the shit Rockcliffe dished up. Is Jack Stephen the best 25-disposal Player of all time. No idea. And also, a little bit of goof of memory. Another five goals. Stole them from the Swans, which is always good. Good one, Colders. Getting some of their own medicine. Yes. Who wants to go next? Oh, we're all very eager to go, aren't we? All right, I've got got goo. Look, it's not been a very good season to watch Richmond. Obviously, everybody knows this with the shit results and the shit boring, fucking horrendous game plan. And it was this was as bad as any game at the weekend, despite the win. But Dustin Martin, all year, has been fantastic to watch, just how good he has been. And, like, admittedly, the opponent was a weaker one than normal, but this game was a standout effort, just the way he used it. And he actually moves the ball forward because I don't think he understands the instructions he's given, so that, that I just love that. So, you know, he actually kicks the ball 50 metres forward, and that's great. So that's my goo. All Australian, do you reckon? Because he should be. He's he, a yeah, he should be. Good Let's season. not stop there. The Brownlow race is wide open, and it would be the greatest speech of all time. You know, you thought Dane Swans was good. Just wait till Bruce has to interview Dusty. Would Dusty's dad be let back in the country tonight? Or? <laughs> you would be hating this as a Richmond um, fan who wants to get rid of Hardwick because they're doing enough, just enough to sort of 
keep him away. <laughs> no, no. But you can't actually watch what was dished up on the week. And, like, don't get me wrong. The Gold Coast are putrid. I didn't see it all year. I was in a David King Hardwick as a tactical genius camp, and then I watched this game, and now I'm in... Now I'm on, in Starburns' corner with the Sack Hardwick crew. Penal's on board. Like you, it, This game doesn't take into account just how bad the opposition were and how hard it was to actually just put that opposition away and not do it. And, yeah, no one could watch that game and go, geez, you know, they're going in the right direction um, tactically. It's just, yeah. I'm pretty confident he's a dead man walking now, actually, more so after this than really? the North game. What if, what if they finished 8th? Which they could do, or seventh. Well, Grant Thomas got sacked after finals. Mm, Brett yeah. Ratton got sacked after... F- no, Brett Ratton just missed finals, but it happens. We'll see. Indeed. Who's next? Mm, I've got some tears this week, and my tears are for the spate of uh, concussions being suffered in the AFL, with sort of in particular reference to the two that were had by Dale Morris and... A particular favourite player of mine, Cade Collajasny, who uh, is uh, copped the knee to the head in the marking contest. And the reason, like, this troubles me greatly is because you've got the whole argument about the head being sacrosanct and how do we protect the head in contests, but there's no real kind of attention being given to players just effectively unprotected copping a knee to the head in the marking contest. And there is no easy fix for this like how do you stop instances like this happening is it just something you accept as a tragedy and move on or do you try to legislate it out of the game by paying free kicks against or suspending people and i don't know the answer to that and that's why i'm a bit uh sort of yeah down down dumps over that over these particular incidents because it's you know they could they could do something really bad with it they could do an overreaction and basically police the specky out of the game and no one they, could, see they, that. they couldn't but at the same time they need to do something about you know protecting the player's head from errant knees in marking contests well accidents happen and maybe it's a case of i know at junior level every kid wears a helmet you know to a certain age yeah but wearing those sort of helmets when you get a knee to the back of the head isn't going to save you it might soften the blow is what I mean. But I think you got to chalk it up to bad luck. Like, people... He still would have been concussed from... Oh, in that, that one, yes. I mean, you're but not used to ones... contact like that on the back of the head. And you can't take out aerial marks out of the game. No. I mean, it's it's you, one you of the most... It. You've got to control what you can. It's yeah. one of the like, Well, I guess it's just the... For a hundred years. I guess it's just the, the inconsistency with um, which frustrates me because you get all this... You get people like Lee Matthews coming out and talking about how even if a player ducks and stuff, it should still be a free kick because the tackler should do better. Yet when guys are getting poleaxed in marking contests, no one really seems to talk about it. So that's, that's more the, the issue for me. It's just the hypocrisy, I guess, from some of the media circles. I'm, I'm amazed Lethal gives a fuck about concussions considering all the snipes he dished out over his time. But that was a pretty ugly incident with College Asney. And I hope you're okay watching that panel. It, it cut me deep. <laughs> who, who wants to go next? Yeah, I've got some goo and some tears. Um, some goo okay, for... Teach. Yeah, a bit of both. I've got some goo for the spectacle that was today and the efforts to raise money for M&D. It was great to see all everyone wearing blue beanies and 
getting around the vlogs going down the slide. Neil must have sent a lot of texts to people. You know what? I didn't get a text, but that's all right. I wasn't offended. I still bought a beanie. But if he had a text me, I might have bought two. So he should have saved the SMS money that he sent to Sue to send it to me. And I've got tears for Cameron Ling, who was the only one that did dress up today when he went down. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, we know this is your favourite segment. Oh, yeah, but this, this is easy this week. I have tears. I don't know about you lot, but I'm sick of catching the fucking bus to the football. Oh. Uh, this is the second time this has happened this year. I understand that track work and maintenance have to be have to be done to, for safety reasons, and I understand it's got to be done over the weekend as opposed to during weekdays. But, I mean, could, couldn't they just, I don't know, just do it over the, the off-season? Yeah instead of during the winter. I mean, and you get this rotten luck. Like, I, I sat next to some guy with bad body odour, and it was just terrible. And on, on the way back from... See, I had to catch a bus from Parliament Station to, to Box Hill. There's some drifter who wasn't even part of the footy crowd decided to get on the bus at the last minute and eat his Chinese food that stunk up the bus. Um, you know, fried duck and rice and decided to... Munch into that as you're sitting on the bus, and, and you know. Was so, there by any chance uh, Alison Gold? <laughs> so yeah, I'm still catching the bus, and I don't want to catch the bus. I must admit, it's annoying me a little bit how often it's happening in recent weeks. Yeah, just, just do it whenever just, Fremantle's playing in Melbourne, because nobody wants to see them. The thing that I do find funny is like teachers been telling us to get tra- catch a train all the time, and all of a sudden you can't catch a fucking train. No, you can't. It's bullshit. Like well, yeah. Not- I had a wonderful experience on the train today. I caught the train from to the city. That was fantastic. No buses, no nothing. Oh, fuck you. You don't know our pain. I had drunk acid and supporters. That was a weird experience. We started singing horses. That sounds like a great train ride to me. I'm jealous that I wasn't there singing with you. you. Sure, they weren't Richmond supporters? Were there actual Um, horses? Was Brink Wearer there? (laughs) Was Suze there? (laughs) She doesn't go to the game. Oh, no, she doesn't go to the game. She's she's banned from going to the footy as well. It is a pretty shitty thing though when the car park's closed as well for the week and like half the trains are down and they're replacing it with buses and, and it sucks. You shouldn't be doing it during MetroLink or whatever you call it. If you're listening, I doubt you're listening. Um, if Sue's listens, you can pass this on. You can tweet this to tweet, tweet them Metro <laughs> trains, but don't be abusive like you've been lately. <laughs> tell tell them to do their track work. During the summer, when it doesn't impact AFL fans. No one gives a shit about A-League fans or cricket fans. Just do all your stuff that needs to be done during the summer so the rest of us can catch the train on the weekend. I think you should use some different words because you're using the word track work in relation to Suze. I think that's got a different meaning. But yeah, I can, I can already see how this is going to end because Suze is going to tweet them. She's going to be abusive and then she's going to be perma-banned from trains. <laughs> <laughs> I'll derail the train, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the recaps. And we'll begin with the match of the round. And, well, Morgs likes to make a note of how the dogs... What's this whole thing about the dogs play sexy footy? Blah, 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 blah. Well, the dogs versus the puffers was a fucking ripper of a game. Oh, and it nearly nearly got my goop. Genuine nearly got my goop. What a fantastic game of football. I didn't watch it. There's no joke there, guys. Keep going. Yeah, no, it was... It, it was, was great. It, there's not much to say, at, like, lols about 
this game, it, it was really good to watch a contested game that also was open and high scoring and had it had just about everything. It even had the dogs getting milled by the umpires for once. It, <laughs> it had Red Path kicking four goals and just reminding us that sometimes if your midfield's good enough, you don't need to pay a million dollars for a tall forward. Yeah, the package did nothing for three quarters, then arrived. Wingard played well. I mean, he kicked a few goals. Port supporters... Yeah. Nearly 20 and 3, I think, again. It was still um, funny when you saw, was it, Boyd complaining to the umpires, which, according to his own coach, is disgusting behaviour, criticising umpires. I will say, contested marking beast Charlie Dixon doesn't take much contested marks. He appears to drop them quite a lot. Am I the one who's noticed that? He, he's always had pretty bad not... hands. He's not good. He's not bad at ground level, but he's always had some pretty average hands, which is why I found it funny that Mato did mention that a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad Mato put the moz on him, because he, he was so adamant and how excited about how he was top five. Well, guess what? It's just more uh, fantastic facts from the vlogcast, brought to you by the same people behind Adelaide's great Eddie had record. <laughs> I still legitimately no. believe that. <laughs> You know what? It's probably come full circle now. Last week he got booted out of the top five, Charlie, but um, he's back in this week because Josh Kennedy didn't play. So. Did Josh Kennedy not play or did he just not do anything again? Oh, no, sorry. Tom Hawkins didn't play, so that's why he's gone to 11 games. Yeah. yeah what else do we have on that game? Look, Pennell turncoated on the doggies in the umpiring. No no freaking bulldog from the doggy supporter Pennell. Well, you know how if one team gets like a really good run with the umpires early and they usually pay a few cheap evener uppers in the last quarter to kind of make up for it? Maybe not when the game's close, but if the game's already decided, then they really go hard and pay free kicks the other way to try and even it out. It's just like a sort of six-week-long evener upper in the making from Pennell just to say, look, I'm not a dog supporter after all. <laughs> Do we have anything else out of that? Look, it, it's just a really good game. I just can't think of too many... There's nothing real funny about it. It's just no, a was proper nothing. game. There was, there was nothing funny about it. It was entertaining. It was enthralling. It was great. Great to watch. It had everything. In, in many ways, it was the complete package. No, it didn't have everything because I've just remembered a comment that came from HodgePodge of all people. He noted during the Bryans-Fremantle game that Anthony Hudson was calling the Bryans versus Fremantle and why that was happening when <laughs> Dwayne Russell was doing Port Adelaide versus the Dogs. Like, I don't care when you do your f- scheduling at the start of the year, but you should know before the season starts that Port versus the Dogs is going to be a better game than Fremantle. Brisbane and you put your best caller on and you don't have Dwayne yell at everyone throughout the whole game <laughs> and repeat cliches, you know, he, like Jake Stringer was fucking crazy good when he kicked that goal out of the centre. I, th- I um, think he said this match is crazy good about 25 times. <laughs> not, not One for every goal. Mark, they also had Marcus Shooter who decided to be as bland as possible. And <laughs> what, like, decided oh, to yeah. be? I think he was born that way. <laughs> Just um, like, oh yeah, no, they played good, man, yeah, uh, good. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he likes to chug some puffer goo too when he's got that when he's commentating their game. Yeah, he wants to. He, he, he does the same as um, Dunstall in that he wants to appear unbiased. Like Mark Rusciuto doesn't want to look like a one-eyed Crows fan, so he goes and chugs the puffers goo. Actually, we give the puffers a lot of crap, but I must note: Did anyone catch the pufferfish banner 
No, what did it say? No, what did it, it say? actually came in response. The dogs made a banner last year about poor giving the gout or something along those lines. It's like the puffers responded. This was because that um, comedian guy does the dogs banner. The puffers responded with a banner that said, Port may give you gout, but it's great with cheese. Bulldogs give you nothing but fleas. Ha, 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 ha. It was a good ha. banter comeback, okay? For, for a club that's... You know, we hang shit on them and their supporters and, you know, everything about them because they are pretty plastic. But, you know, they showed some personality and I think we should acknowledge that. Did they the other side have it in Chinese well. so that all their fan base could read it? <laughs> they still have the sign behind the goals on the hill. Well, you'd think that all their millions of Chinese viewers and maybe the banner would have had something about eating dogs? Millions. Well, millions. Maybe billions. How many viewers did they have? Oh, I don't know. Country of one billion people... There's probably a few million people in gulags, so, you know, two million, three million. Most of them are probably yeah. child labourers that are forced to watch it. <laughs> Did they get, like, North Koreans over just say, watch this as punishment? <laughs> the sweatshops. Make them work faster to get out of there. I've still got to point out, Port Adelaide's the puffers. Well, Robic's Chinese style outrages you, like, fucking ten to one. But on Port Adelaide, they did have a bit of banter this week. They even took to Twitter to let the dogs know that the roof was open. That was that the classic West Horsham humour. What's Twitter game shit, though? Yeah, they sent out a tweet pre-game to say, to with a weather report saying that the roof was open for dogs supported with a picture of this guy. Well, that looks really smart right now, doesn't it? It looks about as good as Amstaff's thread. Let's go to the next game. And it was, well, the Cats rolled north. They did. I missed the first quarter because I was on a fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> the first quarter was, like, the only good quarter, and then it got all... Because it was reasonably free-flowing, and then it got all uh, tight and tussle. We've been saying on here that Cats are a two-man team. I'm, I'm prepared to actually narrow that down. The Cats are a one-man team. If Dangerfield's dominant, they look like world beaters, and if he's not sighted, <laughs> they look fucking They lose average. to Carlton. Yeah, lose to Carlton. Yeah, um, oh. like it's literally Dangerfield. Dangerfield's a difference between potential grand finalist and first week out elimination final loss to Frio style thing. He's gone past like being a barometer for the team, and he just is the team. <laughs> no ifs or buts. Like Hawkins wasn't needed. Well, you joke about it now, but if he does that shit in the final, then no one's not going to beat him. No. Oh, we'll say it's. Still good to see Daniel Wells play good football. I mean, he's had what yeah, a run of injury, and he's a good player, good to watch. Yeah, hopefully he's sort of turned his his shit luck into he um luck into shit form. He was awful. Oh, well, he was I guess... fucking awful. He trailed Dangerfield all day. Oh, was he on Danger? Yes, and he was pathetic. Oh, he was Northern not... player. Northern Were you Lights. At the game? Yes, Northern Lights was Daniel Wells terrible. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Thank you. Not bad. Not bad. Jesus, what could be as bad as potential? Hey, can we rename the mailman? Can we, he be potential again? Because yeah, the last three or four weeks he's sort of gone. His, back his to mail us. is getting lost in transit recent weeks. I think it's been redirected to Majak's house. <laughs> it re- return to sender or something like that. He he needs a new nickname. He's no longer delivering. Is that like three three goldless weeks in a row or something? Yeah, yep. he's, he's well and truly pond scum at the moment. And, yeah, for someone who is being talked about as a lock for all Australia and after about round six... He won't make the squad. Gone at this backwards rate. at a rate of knots. 
But yeah, just on the Wells and bad luck thing, I think, unfortunately, he's given some of that bad luck to his teammates because North, I think, had you know, 18 fit players by the end of the game with Swallow, Cunnington, and some other bloke. Uh, all some, other bloke. <laughs> some other bloke. Didn't you have something as well? As well. Daniel Commentary. Wells had one goal assist, seven clearances, <laughs> uh, four tackles, three inside fifties, and that's a career best game for Tom Rockliffe. Yeah, what kind of impact did he have? None. He was not good, Dan. <laughs> well, you're not going to yeah. win if you let Dangerfield touch it 50 times. I don't know how that has anything to do with that. Well, yeah, that's Brad's fault that Dangerfield touched it 50. He times. wasn't tagging Dangerfield anyways. It was Gibson who did, who Brad decided to put someone on Dangerfield after half time. Yeah, uh, so the other the other bloke I was referring to was uh, Sean Atley. So apologies to Sean Atley. And also Del Santo did his groin, and I'm sure there are many jokes in there. <laughs> Small tear. It was, a, it was a very small tear. It was minute, and he had to go back on the ground because they couldn't detect it. Uh, um, yeah, Cookie did mention I did have something here. Look, commentary standards shit me at the best of times. I've been saying it for a long time, commentary in AFL is shit. But Brian fucking Taylor on the Saturday night, he's the king of misidentifying players. And when he was calling that game and all of a sudden Easton Wood was playing for North... What? Yeah, Mason Wood gets a kick, and he calls him Eastern fucking Wood, and that's uh, just you f- fucking amateur. <laughs> I've learnt a lot from the from the Channel Seven commentary team. For instance, I've learnt that Geelong have a player called Stephen Dunlop. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, BT, for that one. <laughs> well, at least finally he could finally say, "Check out the wheels on him," and make it sound somewhat funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dunlop. Yeah, I'm finding he's commentary very tiring at the moment can we just hurry up and take <laughs> over for him? just have fan commentary i mean we can't hey, do I've any got, i've got a i've got a theory maybe bt is uh tiger boys and that's why he's projecting all this uh tire names onto people no 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 well, dangerfield's game and coming back to what i did mention good with his like 48 disposals two goals fucking shitload of clearances just genuine impact like i love how this game followed the tom rockliffe game i really do because like literally it exposed every single reason why rockliffe's game was no fucking good and all the brian supporters that have been defending rockliffe all week he's a, he's a very good super coach player no, nothing more than no that. comebacks left no like that's what you do with 48 disposals and he was fucking good and they did it admittedly maybe hawkins made their forward line a little bit more agile and the defensive pressure was better because you know he doesn't chase unless you attach a hamburger to the person with the ball but you know they were generally pretty good the injuries for north didn't help and that's going to hurt them especially cunnington geelong got an injury too though menzel can't take a trick and god you got to feel for him when the that fucking turf the AstroTurf. Yes, the AstroTurf. Yeah, and I think right. his knee also banged to concrete where the AstroTurf ends as well. Cause that's I fucking hate the AstroTurf. I do not know why we have it. Because the AFL are yeah. cheap cunts and won't invest in that fake grass thing that other well, like soccer clubs and NFL clubs have. Well, I don't see why we need to actually not have grass up till that point. I know it's a higher traffic area, but really... Well, yeah, we, well we, the fact Sand? that we're sitting here... The fact that we're sitting here saying, well, at least he didn't do his knee is kind of 
a bad thing not. in itself. I mean, he, he should never have been put in that position. No. Like, should, I'd make, should I'd, have I'd, higher standards than the Like, there was that Brisbane player last year who got done, like, literally falling over the boundary line near the bench and did his knee on the shit. It's just like, this shit doesn't belong in the grounds. Like, someone got tackled on it and really went close to hitting their head on that stuff once at the MCG. So what, what, just, what would you seriously put in place? I'd just cover it in grunt. Does it matter if the grass gets a little bit trod down? Just dig it up and put it in the moat. Yeah, just you can lay some more or it's still softer. It'll still be fucking softer. It'll just be a little bit muddy, but no one goes on that part. Like, it's just, why just not use grass? It's going to be security guards and cameramen getting their feet a bit muddy, and really, who gives a shit about oh, that? But the, the best photographers sit in the third tier of the ground. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> AFL photos, hi. Nothing else on that game? Nope. Daniel Wells was good. Harvey was good. Well, that was about it. I guess just on uh, Menzel, uh, because I guess Geelong supporters love to talk about Boob recruit Dangerfield and Zach Smith, whoever the fuck he is. But uh, Men- Menzel's almost been like a, and I know he played late last year, but he's been like a new recruit basically this season and adding a bunch of goals, which they probably needed with their only other real threat up there being a fat out-of-shape, out-of-form Hawkins. But yeah, Menzel is probably the real story of them for this year, I think. He's still not the difference. Dangerfield's nickname should be The Difference. Yeah, but they they knew what they were getting with Dangerfield. Mm. And the fact that Menzel, who some people probably thought would never play again, he probably thought that at times. But um, the fact that he's been able to contribute so well is a good story for football and um, good for Geelong, I guess. I love football. <laughs> Speaking of loving football, it's hard not to love the way the Giants are playing at the moment. They fucking gave the Coles a lesson this week. Contested ball, ball movement, everything, they smacked him. I've got a, facing the Giants at Spotless is probably harder than facing the Eagles at Subiaco and facing well, the Well, we Rosa. know that now. You're going to be a good side to beat them there. Yeah, it- it's side. now the toughest trip in football for sure because no one's had that much exposure to it except for the Giants. So, and um, you, and they're getting crowds. Kind of- I don't think you can say that yet. I mean, there are some clubs that haven't even lost a game there yet. Yeah, but they've smashed Hawthorne there twice. Yeah, they've, be- they've beaten some. They've beaten some serious teams. They've, there. they've smashed the Hawthorne, Swans there Sydney twice. Dogs and oh, they beat Geelong in Canberra, but they've beaten some serious teams up there. I think they beat Geelong last year there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, but Geelong weren't that good last year. Well, they've got an an impressive list of scalps. And the number of teams that, well, no one's beaten them there this year. And uh, it's hard to see anyone anyone beating them there this year. But, you know, everything everything's going right up there. Like, even the fans are, um, you know, dominating with that, that guy who won the 100K landing the ball in the tyres. <laughs> in the tyres. I will say the scary thing about probably the Giants is that, well, Cameron didn't impact the game at all and they still smashed Sydney. Devin Smith's still not back either. And Toby Green's having a season was like two goals a game, over 20 disposals, and also adding tackles as well, like the only player to do that. So which is better than a 20 and 3 because he's tackling defensive pressure? Yeah, oh, abs- absolutely, yeah. But yeah, no, the guy kicking the goals through, that it, there is there is a funny irony that of all the places where someone hits a target like that is up in Sydney where you'd be, you're amazed that they actually could kick a football <laughs> up at the Giants game. Whereas, you know, you see that R- Richmond have it down. You only have to kick it 15 metres and people 
people can't hit that target. It amazes me that no one's got it yet. They've been doing it since last year at every home game, and it's up to 17,000 now, um, 1,000 every week, and yet this guy does it for 100K first up and bang. Sign him up. Oh, he's an, uh, he's an, an ex-Sydney supporter too who um, turn-coded, so there's uh, hope for DB22. <laughs> Well, DB20 doesn't go out to. Yeah, oh, yeah, this guy. This guy apparently. No, he he used to be a Sydney supporter and travelled interstate just like DB20, but now he's turn coded. He's seen the light. Well, I wonder if you follow him to Alice Springs. GW, yes. That's all we have to say. The other funny thing out of that game was Sam Reed. The good Sam Reed. When you talk about guys who you didn't know were on the AFL list, I didn't know that guy made it back onto their list. He hasn't played in four years. Did anyone else know before he got picked that he was on a list? No, nope. because he was on the on the rookie list and then I guess got elevated up to someone. But um, and now he's playing in a team that's actually playing good football. And yeah, the fa- this wasn't like a back when GWS were winning like one game a year and he's getting games in that team. Like he's actually getting picked on his merits for a team that's playing good football and uh, going to be contending this year. So good on him. It's a good story. Yeah, I love football. Like, <laughs> and the Giants beating Sydney has just, once again, like the Cats beating North, has shaken everything up. Like every time you think someone's setting the pace and someone's probably not going to be quite there. Yeah, it's closed the pack right up, what with uh, two games between first and seventh. Tip it going down hurts Sydney massively, I would think. Oh, yeah. We'll have to see Tom Derricks again. <laughs> and on the, on the note of the ladder compressing, well, think about everything you thought you knew and West Coast can't win in Perth and the Crows get a scalp, finally. They got the Giants already, but they get another, they get another scalp because they hadn't quite won as many games against good sides yet. And now they get a big signature win on the road against the It Wizards. was West Coast's first ever scores quarter at Subi. Like one of them. Oh, wow. I mean, so it's very impressive by the Crows to do that. And they just towed them up. I mean, Eddie was kicking goals 60 metres out. How many times did it bounce? Doesn't matter. Goals are goal for the Exa. But I think it puts the Crows back in the Premiership conversation. Does anyone think West Coast can win it? Because I think this stamps them as a no. They'll play finals, but I think this is a no. no. They're the only team in the eight who can't no. win. I said a couple of weeks ago, they'll miss the eight. And they'll miss the eight with... Dan Nui going down for two months. That's true that he's gone. Who's going to get him? Uh, Port, I reckon. They've uh, <laughs> they've started to put good patch together. And they're sitting 6 Contested marking beast Charlie Dixon. And they uh, have though, a he? pretty soft draw. But yeah, it's looking, at, looking at the Eagles, they've got holes all over their list. They're probably most mm. important players just gone down for... Pretty much the rest of the home and away season. Well, yeah. mate, mate, Prudis is still there. What are you, what are you on about? He's not quite having the same impact, unfortunately, as uh, last year. It's still, it's still quite an indictment on West Coast when Josh Hill was one of their hardest working players during that game. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just they've gone downhill compared to last year, and probably they it's, still it, do lack quality. He's been a lot better, more effective than Lacroix, who looks cooked. They'll be a lot better when they had Cam McCarthy at the end of the year, though, because they're not getting enough support for Kennedy up forward. But the Crows are legit, um, I think we can say, and West Coast are not. And right now, seven teams can win the flag, and I guess the longer it goes, the more that benefits Hawthorne. Because and probably the Colas and Geelong as well, the teams that have that experience. Well, I mean, if all five of us had to pick a top four right now, and uh, I reckon we'd get four different answers. Like, no one would be agreed on that. The season is just that wide open, and uh, top seven teams are just so even, and they've all got flaws. Some match up really well against each other. 
So it's going to be a cracking final series, I think. Sure, I wouldn't even know who my top four would be. It's just so hard to tell. North could be out of the top four by the end of this week, which is they crazy will be. when you think about it. <laughs> okay, hodgepodge. Nothing else on the Crows and Eagles? Why does Josh Jenkins always seem to get, like, goals out of the back? Because he's Josh the Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Josh the Goose. There's a Photoshop in there. He's had 14. 14 goals from the goal square. <laughs> he, well, he's, kicked, he's kicked 34 this year, and 25 of them from within 15 metres. I think that was the stat. <laughs> I guess that just means he's working hard back. Or he's staying there. Well, no, because if he stays there, someone's going to stay with him. So he's obviously beating someone back goalward. Yeah, and defensive structures break down, turnover, and then if he's working hard, working over his opponent and front back to goal. Is he worth 750 a year? No. Well, dogs are paying $1 million a year for Boyd, and that's in play to the market. So. Okay, the Tom, the Tom Boyd, Daisy Thomas scale of things. Any agent, about agents anything. will... St- Always get whatever gets them most money. That's always a fact of life. Look, he he's worth seven hundred and fifty k if you're Brisbane and you have no one fucking else and you need yeah. a key forward and you need something yeah. to not be. I, th- I think so. They need a they need to go hard. He's at not it. worth seven fifty to Adelaide though. I don't. I think. yeah agree. It really depends on where you're at. I wouldn't be surprised to see him at Carlton as well because they need a they need a forward who can do anything. Speaking of Carlton, let's go to Carlton St Kilda. Carlton, um, you know, after all the weeks yeah. that they were. Above expectations, they all came crashing back to earth this week against the St Kilda team with, well, name your injured players. No Rewalt, no Fisher, no Dempster. Not even McCartan, who's been putting together some decent games. Our midfield just tore him apart. Jack Stevens, apparently well. You dropped Billings, too, the midfield that Cookie criticised badly last week. Because Carlin's midfield are piss weak. Manning up like foreign to people like Bryce Gibbs and Mark Murphy. Well, they managed to beat Geelong. That's not hard. You just got to shut Danger down. And it's good to know that we can win games without Josh Bruce playing well. I mean, he got pretty blanketed, I'd say. Not one of his finer efforts. I mean, he only kicked one behind, which was pretty good. It was a good behind, wasn't it? A pretty good behind, or... I haven't checked it out myself, but I'll take your word. (laughs) Is there a uh, behind of the Boss week Lexus. competition that they run on AFL so I can check this one out? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, still, it's just midfield was good. Seb Ross played well again. Yeah. And then Joe Watson's cousin. And, well, Pina would like Maverick Welder's golf. That was, I thought that was very spectacular. Yeah, uh, Mav Weller, he's a good player. I like his brother better, though. Lockie's uh, definitely the, the better of the two brothers. I'd love love for him to come to the Hawks and join the uh, Tasmanian contingent we've got going with uh, Birchall and Lovell. But um, that was all right, too. But, no, St Kilda, St Kilda managed to ruin the party because I think a whole bunch of Carlton supporters turned out for this oh, one. not party unless someone's lit on fire, so it wasn't really a party. <laughs> It was Brendan Bolton. He's the dwarf, isn't he? Oh, I wonder if he thought it was a good fucking story this week. Oh, I think it was a great story, Brendan. Tell me more. 47,000 for Carlton's and killed it with the way things are going. The bandwagon fired up, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought they were going to get free sausages. Oh, sucked in, cunts. <laughs> they all left at free quarter time as well, which is also quite funny. Probably to get the bus. <laughs> I mean, there's certain... Uh, Blues poster also admitted he leaves games early as well, which was also... Was that the village idiot? Yep. Well, he's a pee-hard anyway. Wouldn't even 
pay up on his guarantee from the grand final parade. He couldn't even bear his ass in Burke Street. What a big part. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also nice to see. There was a beautiful, like, juke at the end of the game that pretty much destroyed Daisy Thomas's ankles. That was wonderful to watch. Is there going to be a DVD yeah. out of it, or...? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> DVD everything, you know. Another next DVD will be <laughs> Greatest Collection of Josh Bruce Barnes. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd pay good money to see that. But 47k, that's more than, that's more than Hawthorne and Essendon got. They also were kicking people um, out as well. well like, oh yeah, that game's full. People, apparently people are actually really surprised by the fact that this game outdrew Hawthorne Essendon, to which I say, yeah. no one turns up when they know it's going to be a 20-goal drubbing. Why the Hawthorne supporters not show up? Hawk supporters don't like Essendon, don't like Eddie Had, as if we'd go there to fucking line that shit truck club's mon- uh, pockets with ticket money. To pay settlements and lawsuits and holidays in France. And child support for the mistress's baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else on Carl's and Kilda. Bandwagons are already destroyed. They'll be awesome to fall and be sacked next week. It'll only take one more win. Like, they'll forget about this loss pretty soon. Next win they have, they'll be talking finals again, for sure. They really gift that keeps on giving like they're just so delusional it's brilliant let's go to we mentioned Essen Hawthorne really briefly anything out of that game I think the word we're looking for is clinical it wasn't particularly ruthless or adventurous by the Hawks they just rocked up and were like yeah we need a percentage booster we need to win by 100 points and then they just kind of did it and yeah went through the motions a bit did the Essen supporters uh, stick around at the end and cheer the team off no, Taco was going apeshit on the in the box. He wanted more. He wanted more out of the players. Good to see. He still certainly got the hunger to win. There are some good young Hawthorne players coming through, and also Zach Merritt's uh, having a good season. Daniel Wow was best on ground, according to Nick Malthouse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, take that one up your ass and stick it there, or something like that. Mark Jamar's goal kicking. Now, there's something you can laugh at. Mark Jamar just had a dirty night all around. Or he can't kick. Have we ever known Mark Jamar to be a, a decent kick of the football or a good set shot taker? Well, no one's known him to be a terrible one, so he can't have been that bad. Well, I'm pretty sure, like, when, when he had that shot, they were, like, they kicked the first two goals of the game. They were, they were two goals up. They would have been was three a goals up. And, and like, they, so Mark Jamar they might have they the <laughs> fucking got their tails up and fucking won that game. Who knows? Like, confidence Sweet, is a yeah. funny thing. But that just took the whole sting out of the team, and they were deflated <laughs> after that. And, uh, well, we all know what happened next. And then what, what about the one where he tried to handball play on just before halftime, I think it was, and Propolo just sees it happening and basically holds his arm as he's trying yeah, to handball Yeah, no, that, that, was, that was Cyril. He, he, Cyril laid the, the tackle, which, I don't know, maybe maybe it should have been a 50, I don't know. Cyril 20-3 and three against substandard oh, yeah. opposition, mind you, but... It's not a lot on this game. It was just... Not worthy of a Friday night, I'd say. Yeah, Metrolink should have done the bloody train track work that night, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. Sorry, I, I, I promise this will be the last time I mention those. <laughs> Unless I have to catch another bus again next week. Let's go to Richmond snuck home against the Suns in an ugly, ugly game. Look, there's not a whole lot of... Did you Bronx cheer Vickery in the first half? I did not, but I did notice that that was his first disposal. Two minutes before half time. Fucking, he was awful. He probably deserved to get dropped after the North game and a few stinkers. And because, you know, Hardwick being Hardwick won't actually find out what he's got at the list. And, you know, after four years, we're still waiting for him to pick McBean. You know, he 
can kick however many goals he wants in the VFL and Hardwick still won't pick him. He should but, uh, pick Matty or Chol. That's why you're going wrong. But nothing much on that game. Look, it was funny to see Dustin Martin give Gazza the don't argue. Almost symbolic, like of a, a changing of the guard, and sort of, because Gary Ablett's time as number one is uh, certainly it's over. up. I don't know if he can ever reclaim it. Probably not, just with Your all those injuries up, he's had. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, Martin's certainly over the last six or so weeks like really taken a step up and gone from being sort of a top fifty player to a top twenty player. Like he's probably he was probably single handedly the, the difference at start. He, he was. There weren't that. too many Richmond players who really seemed to want that game, and he was one of them. It was a pretty lackluster game. I mean, Tom Lynch played well again compared and Dusty as well. Probably two of the think, best players on Co- the field. Cochin had, Cochin had a pretty good game. We yeah, no, Cochin was him. the other one. I'd say I'd say Martin, Cochin, and Griffiths were the three that really looked like they wanted to win that game. Well, yeah, we, we finally found Cochin, and I could tell because that thread on the main board is Trent Cochin, the least effective mid in the game, got bumped. So yeah, by all the Richmond supporters. So did Uh-oh. Smasher come out and say it was Gold Coast's grand final again? That's what I want to know. Just on a note, we finally equaled that ledger with this game. We, fi- we finally got it to th- three all. Oh. It, yes, I know. It's taken a while, but we finally have an even record against the Gold Coast Suns. Why was that not my goo? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all kind of embarrassing. Yeah, so, you know, only looking up from here. On that note, I think let's move on to, well, speaking of good and bad records, uh, Melbourne finally notched up a Queen's birthday win for the first time. I believe Nathan Jones was the only player to have played in one prior to today. First one in eight eight games in a row they've not won. Yeah, their last, their last Queen's birthday win was coached by Neil Danaher. It was probably the year before Jack Watts got assaulted. I will say Max Gorn played very well. And played very well. 20 and 3 and 30 hitouts. And, you know, Lee Matthews didn't get 30 hitouts except when he was hitting people. And the young yeah. midfielder, the Ds, looked pretty good. Traka. He's going to be a seriously good player. He's going to be a very good player, yeah. Like, I don't think McCartan's going to be a shit truck by any stretch. Like, I'm prepared to admit I might have gone early on that one. But Petrarca's going to make that conversation one that goes on for a long time because Petrarca's going to be an absolute gun. But, it's, yeah, we had to drop a need, so that's the thing. I know, but ooh, if, you had, if you had that in your midfield, in hindsight, you've got Josh Bruce. Are you going to need him? We don't know. God, Petrarca's a good footballer. It's easy to look like a good footballer against that opposition. Yeah, because uh, I did notice at halftime a lot was made of Collingwood's front-running midfield on Fox Footy. They pointed out multiple video moments where they weren't running back, and it wasn't just on a Canterbury. It was Archer Law let Jack Viney <laughs> get off the leash to kick the first goal of the game. Hang on. The person who let Jack Viney kick the first goal of the game was Jack Frost, who was beside him and decided he wouldn't spoil the ball through. Yeah, well, Trelaw lost him at the stoppage. That was the thing. Viney drifted forward and Trelaw was front-running. They literally pointed it out. He was front-running at the stoppage. There should be clown music playing while we play football because it's just comical at times. We are awful. So Maynard played well. That's what I thought. (laughs) He played Stop. well by his standards, which is still like C grade VFL is, is, is level. Is serious? I saw him fuck up a few significant moments. They must be taking the piss, and I'm not abiding. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. I, li- I, li- I liked the kick in that went to the Melbourne player, and it wasn't even close to the Collingwood player. <laughs> he just sat it up there. Yeah, it, that was that was just like moments after he kicked a goal. 
So he must have just been reliving that moment of, oh, my God, I finally have a highlight for the highlight reel. And no, bang. I liked when he got stuck into Jesse Hogan after Jesse kicked the goal and, you know, ripped the jumper off and it just fired Jesse up to actually, you know, be, you know, at that stage, I think that was Hogan's first goal and he hadn't been too impactful, but he was pretty dominant from that point on, you know. That's what that's what you do, go fire up a guy. It's all Aiden Maynard's fault. <laughs> Should have kept Seisman. No. I mean, Jack no. Woods also played well. He went in midfield, did some pretty good things. People but... sort of starting to wake up to the fact that Collingwood's list just isn't that good. Like, they, they're top-end players. Like, don't get me wrong, Trelaw and uh, some of the mids are, are great, and Darcy Moore looks like a great prospect, but their depth, like, once they've had all these injuries, like, their depth is just atrocious. And this is uh, Buckley's list, so he's rightfully coming under a bit of pressure, Honestly, I think. If you could find me a side that takes took out 14 players <clears throat> and had decent depth, then give them the fucking flag because that's what they deserve. Like, yeah, it's how, what happened how to how us two years ago. We had about that many people out. Yes, and you got the flag. We're not in flag contention. We are a long way off that. It's not just that. Like, it's the players who are playing and just aren't performing, and it's not the, not the young kids who are to blame. There is not... A single speck of leadership from anyone oh, other than no, Travis, from from anyone other than Travis Varco. There, he he will get to every contest. He will run forward. Travis Varco's exactly. like, What an absolute abomination that club must be if he's all you've got to rely on to lead. So he would be Travis captain. Was fairly uh, hard done by during the week. Seriously, if we're going to play sixty-four fucking ruckmen and not one forward. What do you expect to happen? Yeah, you're a defensive, Jesse. Yes, defensive. He should be in defence. Or push him into a fence. (laughs) Fucking brutal. Absolutely brutal. Brutal is sitting through this every week and knowing that you have to face up next to one. Well, not this week, suckers, because we've got the bye. All right. Some clubs have managed to lose to the bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not saying we'll win. I just won't have to go and watch it. Well, you won't have to catch a bus to see it. Sorry. Final game, Fremantle won, but it's all about just how bad the Bryans are. This is my favourite game. How bad are the Bryans? Really bad. <laughs> They're so bad that Lepic would rather stare at the wall than <laughs> watch, watch the them game. play. <laughs> they made Matt Taberner look like a footballer. They should be ashamed. That's over. Like, their club's dead. Just fold them now. It does not get any lower. This is lower than Fitzroy. This oh. is absolute abject failure. Well, like, I... fucking lethal, hand over the fucking keys because the AFL need to take control of this club as a last-ditch effort before seeing if they can go beat the Tassie Lions or something because they are just fucked. They're getting a women's team, so, you know, they they better fucking hope that one can win because... Well, maybe they could just swap them around. Yeah, we're probably more competitive. I bet they get more effective disposals than Rockcliffe and Taylor. I mean, the only people on the Brisbane list that are like, you could tell, would fight for their club. Zorko's one. Hanley. Mitch, Mitch Robinson's one, but he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Rich gets tagged week in, week out because Rockcliffe is a crab. Yeah, exactly. Rich gets tagged. No one gives a fuck about Rockcliffe getting the balls. Jared Grant and Lewis Taylor all over again. Stefan Martin hasn't been the same since he got hit by May. They should try everything possible to keep Shake up there because he's probably going to piss off soon if they don't get better. I love the way you say Shaki. Shake. 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 Shake.
But no, they, they are fucking hopeless, and we're probably going to be talking about this more because as much as I want to see Hardwick sacked, Lepich has got to be the first coach out the door. If, the only reason he's not is because they can't afford to pay him. Let's be realistic here. But nah, they're just fucked. They are really fucked. They and... need a complete change of culture at that club. Like, they need to get a proper leader and just I'll get someone like Nick Maxwell in. He'll fucking sort him out or something. <laughs> what? How to find space on the grass? Maxwell off field was good. Let's they're not. the most you. ineffective stat padding midfield ever, and you want to bring in Nick Maxwell, the guy who didn't, was unaccountable as a defender and told everyone else what to do. Yeah, but and you want to bring that to a mid- club. Jesus the- Christ, the captain of a club telling people what to do. Fuck a duck. Bring him back. <laughs> Someone, I mean, fuck. If Rewalt will tie us, chuck a shitload of money, get him to be this chief executive or something. He'll fucking tell him <laughs> how to burn a dwarf or something. It's better than what Rockcliffe's doing. <laughs> Maxwell. Let's keep up the facade that Nick Maxwell has no idea about football, and that's why he captain a premiership. Ha ha ha! Good joke, guys. You forgot okay. one thing, Morgs, and that's that he captained a premiership against St Kilda. Saying, saying Nick Maxwell can clean up a club that's in disarray like that is like saying Ross Lyon can rebuild. It's just... Why? One nah. of has been unproven, and the other one is a fact. So you don't know that he would be any, what he would be any worse than what they've got. Fucking Sue's would be <laughs> than what they've got. Yeah, any worse than what they've got. I think they can do better than Maxwell. But still, get someone who's come from a successful organization like Cameron Ling. You know, oh, Max. No, he would he would <laughs> chug all the Tom, go over the Tom Harley. And... <laughs> At least he'd get off our TV. Get Cameron Ling. Just get someone from a successful club. They good need a Bruce-esque rebuild. Nah, the Bryans they fuck everything up. So. They should get Cameron Ling. They'll end up with fucking BT instead. Nick, Nick Stevens. Fuck, get someone from the Broncos in for fuck's sake. Just Darren Lockyer guy. Just get him in. He'll sort him out. Jared Haynes. It's his next dream. <laughs> Jared Haynes' next lifelong dream is to be an AFL coach. Ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to rebuild Fitzroy Football Club. And now I will rebuild the Lions. Honestly, they are so fucked, I do not know how you fix them. Like, a lot of clubs, you can kind of see how you fix the club. Brisbane have so many complete fucking holes from the very top to the very bottom. I don't know where you'd even begin. (laughs) Hold them. I'll merge them with Gold Coast. No, but that's unfair on the Gold Coast. At least they're trying. They're just injured. Anyway, let's move on to the talking points, I think. Nothing else on Brian's. Customary suck shit from Morgs. (laughs) How's that working out for you, Dane, you fuckhead? Let's go on to another story that continues to rear its head, and this is one I don't give too many fucks about, but West Coast on the gear in 2006, and Daniel Chick, he just won't go away. <laughs> but how's, how's the story of him punching on with Embley? <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone catch his story? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I choose fists at dawn. Meet you outside gate three, let's punch on, 7am, let's go. Gate three, Ed. Yeah. It was seriously, what? if you've got a spare 15 minutes... Go and read the Facebook rant of Daniel Chick. It was <laughs> fucking epically good. It was so good. It was obviously like stream of consciousness as he was watching it, and he just got further and further into a meltdown <laughs> about how he was like a soldier and he gave his all, and, and then they dropped him and they didn't care about him anymore. And oh, God. It was like he was a scorn. He gave them his finger. <laughs> yeah. And, and they gave him nothing in return. And they've given him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was really, really funny. But, like, it's obviously sad. <laughs> oh, it's sadder in the Ben Cousins sense of how it went out of control. And he is a pitiful sort of case. And, you know, you feel bad with it. Whereas Chick's still at the meltdown mode. And 
Kerr's still trying to set fire to people's houses and stuff. It's, you know, those sorts of things are a little bit more amusing. Because Chick's still not taking responsibility for it, and he was probably a large part of it. But it's all West Coast fault and, you know, giving back the flag. Like, well, why is this a story? Is it because it's 10 years? Is that why this is a story again? I think the footy show did the thing in January. Yeah. Chick's, like... They have the the reunion this year, obviously. And... That'll be a popular event for, um... It would be. I'm sure he'll be went, he'll be welcome back with open arms. Yeah, after, you know, he raised this shit in grand final week too, didn't he? He had a rant in grand final week about something or other. Yeah, yeah no, the same the same allegations, basically. Same thing. So this is, yeah, this kind of rant is just rehashing that old story. So he's basically Tim Duffy. It's still quite amazing to find out, like, stuff that went on there. Like, how they managed to win a flag is just weird. Well, they fell apart literally a year later, like, just... It exploded. You know, if we were doing this show, you know, in 2007, we'd have had a fair bit of fun with West Coast, I think. This explains more and more why Judd just left. <laughs> he took the money and ran, and the flag. Nothing else on the West Coast story? It's... Well, it's nothing we're already... Yeah, it's just... It is a rehash. Like, admittedly, I'd never heard yeah, the punch-on story. The punch-on story is kind of amusing that they... You know, I think he's forgetting that he was a fringe player at, at that club, whereas Andrew Ambley was a pretty good player. Mm. And so you're you're always going to get better treatment if you're, if you're on bigger money and always in the side as opposed to just a fringe, nine-fingered little man like <laughs> Daniel Chick. How many games did he play for West Coast compared to Hawthorne? He played, I think, over 100 with West Coast. I don't know, he might have even played more than with us. Definitely over 100 because they were talking about father-son and stuff. Oh, 149 God. to 103, Hawthorne to 149. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, to me, I remember him as a Hawthorne player more than a West Coast player. Nothing else on West Coast? No, uh, I look forward to the next episode. Yeah, well, the next episode will be the reunion, no fat chicks. <laughs> Are they going to hold it in a prison so Daniel Kirk can go? Or... <laughs> Is it BYO or are the club providing the drugs? Let's let's go on to look. This is a story that came up a long time ago, and we I think we laughed at it a little bit at the time. We went, oh, nothing will come of that. And now the AFL have basically, you know, given it the treatment it deserved. Geelong trying to manufacture some new flags by counting the VFA ones in the official count, which understandably the AFL said no, but they did follow it up with possibly the most patronising comment it's like we don't care about your other flags we're not going to count them but if you want to that's okay with you <laughs> didn't the port supporters just jump all over that like <laughs> it's just north king island all over again so i'm pretty sure it was on the back page of the advertiser or there was an article because i've seen the picture a million times this week you know most successful club in australia because the afl said we don't care if you count your sandful flags how needy are port adelaide it's, it's roby like trolling yeah the afl it's the most condescending thing ever the AFL saying, you know what, your your premierships have, have no value to us in our accounts, but if they have value to you, by all means, please yourselves. And Port go like, yes, we could we could tell the Chinese, the million people in China that watched us that we have we've won a whole bunch of extra flags all of a sudden. We've got thirty seven flags, and the next best is sixteen. Never mind that ours were in a different competition. You know that no one gives a fuck about. Forget about North King Island. They, they don't matter. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> matter. They've won more flags. But so why is it only Port Adelaide that are melting? I mean, you don't see other supporters well, and, and Geelong apparently. Right. Well, yeah, but you don't see people like. West Coast Port is like, oh, can we count Perth waffle flags or Frio flags? I mean, because they're proud, they're proud of the club they are. Whereas Port Adelaide are just, they're a little bit embarrassed about being a franchise and <laughs> selling out all the time. They just, they, they want to be a real club and they're trying really hard to be a real club, but it's yeah, they're they've, not really. They've got no history, so they want to. Yeah. 
create some. Yeah, they're trying to manufacture the history. They want to steal the history of the proud Port Adelaide magpies and steal that for their own little shitty franchise. Like, they're even... Was it a Port Adelaide supporter on the main board panel? Is that who started the thread? No, it was a Geelong uh, supporter. It was a supporter. Right, so what was that thread? We'll just go to that now then. Oh, yeah, so it was... Um, Port, uh, Geelong supporter started the threat called Port Adelaide and Collingwood should play each other every year to determine who gets the right to the magpie's name for the following year. And just looking looking closely uh, at it, started by a guy named KP, Geelong supporter, which either could be an alias of KP or uh, seeing as he's clearly got a pro Port Adelaide bent to his posting, KC, who appeared a while ago. The Divi Malta. Yes, but that, that that is quite interesting. Like Porter even tried to steal the magpies thing. That is that's really insecure about the um like of history there. You know, they'd probably endorse that idea. There's nothing they won't try to steal, like the way they're going. Claiming all the North King Island premierships and honestly I just can't get over how amusing that is. Like I think Geelong kinda saw it for what <laughs> the statement for what it was. It's just kinda like, yeah, you know. The AFL said no. I like how this talking point about Geelong has suddenly devolved into us just ripping on Port. Well, because it's because Port who give a fuck. Like it was a pretty silly request from Geelong, but they seem to have like the AFL seemed to have just given them a little bit of a backhander in that and said we're not going to count them, but you can. And then Geelong have kind of gone, oh well, thank you very much for that. Like, but Port have gone, yes, yes, thank you, relevance. I guess it was sort of like when uh, I think was it Brisbane or someone applied for the priority pick last year and they were like, yeah, we're doing this just for fun. And I sort of get that out of uh, the Geelong thing. They're like, well, it, no harm in asking. Hmm. It's Port Adelaide who are really taking this one seriously and every little desperate thing from Port Adelaide does make me laugh. They're just insecure about who they are. I think we'll move on. Did we want to discuss the Giants home final thing? I don't even know what it's about. Uh, apparently, if they get a big enough drawing home final, they might be forced to play it at the SCG or Homebush. Didn't um, Gil McLaughlin say that he did? Their yeah. home final will be at Spotless, regardless. Yeah, but then he welched. Yes, Gil's a welcher, potential oh, welcher. Bad him. Yeah, bad. <laughs> Stick Gil with the badge. It shouldn't be at the SCG. I mean, people in Sydney don't like travelling from one suburb to the other, and that's for their fucking NRL. They're not going to do it for GWS. I mean, just have it at fucking Bankstown and just leave yeah, there. just keep it at Spotless. And you know what? If you start to sell it out, you'll get a nice, bigger stadium. You know, it's the big bash team play there. It's going to get upgraded one day to about 30-odd thousand, and you know what? That's probably going to be more than enough for them for the time being. Well, this is all a non-issue because they're going to be playing the final in uh, Alice Springs instead, apparently. At least that's what Dave Matthews, that's what he said. Rather play at Alice Springs than the SCG. Imagine the Alice Springs crowd. They'll be going wild. There'll be tits flying everywhere, breastfeeding babies <laughs> flying in the air. Oh, it'll be a ripper to watch. Like, the game would be well, good. GWS is to watch. Question time. Cookie, you have a question. You can go first. Well, why don't we have a Sunday night game before Queen's birthday? It seems like a good time to have a blockbuster or anything. I don't know. Maybe you should ask the intelligent people on the main board. I tried that. <laughs> Did you ask that question on the main board? Yeah, like on Thursday. And it was like, How'd it go? Oh, it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> we play a winter sport. Fucking, they played um, a Friday night game up. in Tassie a week ago. It looked cold. No, but Sunday nights are apparently far colder than Saturday and Friday nights. Yeah, exactly. What a genius 
in fair dinkum. But no, I don't know why there isn't. Cookie, you should you should get onto St Kilda because you know there's there was some some St Kilda melt. There was a St Kilda melter over the Dreamtime game about the fixed fixture because St Kilda haven't come up with a blockbuster fixture. Cookie, you should get onto Finnis and push for the Queen's Birthday Eve blockbusters. St Kilda versus who do you want to play? Sydney, because you both full of Queen. <laughs> No, we would have a gay pride game with Sydney. Yeah, well, it should um, be in the Queen's birthday, the gay pride game. You could play Garlton again, the bandwagon, mid-season bandwagon's up and running, you get a nice crowd, and then you've got a blockbuster game. So why not? You play it at the G so that it's not a lockout again. <laughs> You'll call the barbecue. No, don't cup. worry. None, none of the uh, Carlton supporters will show up next time. Their hopes have been dashed. Yeah, call Probably the, too cold call for the Sunday barbecue, and you, you guys bring the lighters, and I'll bring the meat. <laughs> barbecue at the G. <laughs> You can have the big Barbie and then the big freeze the next day. <laughs> Just beware of, like, dwarf corpses. Yeah, I think we fixed that. Seriously, you guys were playing a Monday night game at about this time of year. A few years ago, you and Carlton, and it wasn't too cold then either. Yeah. Fuck, people are stupid. Smeghead wants to know who should be captain and coach of the All Coast Griffins, which I can't even remember who those are spent to be. It's a merged concept team. It was like West Coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane, uh, Brisbane. Well, Nick Maxwell for coach. Cameron um, <laughs> for the president. And the captain? Well, fucking why not Rockcliffe? Rockcliffe, duh. Yeah, it's got to be Rockcliffe. This team's not serious. Clearly, you thought that none of these teams could go backward. Rock, Rockcliffe will show you. <laughs> You'd end up combining the downhill skiers of West Coast with fucking the most ineffective midfielder in the competition. And then whatever the fuck Gold Coast bring to the table. The drugs. And, and God and Jesus. All right, I think we've answered that. This is my favourite question of that comes from you know, Jack. Fuck, marry, kill. And your choices are Basil Zemplis, Matthew Nichols, and Heretia Lumumba. Go. Well, one of them's easy. I'd marry Matthew Nichols. He's a great coach. <laughs> Love to uh, spend the rest of my life with him. Uh, talking about Hawthorne and Hodgie and umpiring. The other, the other two are difficult, though. All right, well, do you have an answer? Because I have an answer. Uh, I think I have to kill Basil, just just for the nose, nothing else. I could live with banging Harry-O, just because I'd probably be too off my tits on weed to, to notice anything or feel anything. See, so. Like- for, that's my answer for me I begin with the starting point is you got to kill Basil that's the non-negotiable you always pick the one that has to be something one of them so kill Basil and you'd fuck Heretier and you'd marry Nichols because there's no way you could live with fucking Heretier and his thinking chair and his laughing last and all the fucking drama and the bullshit you would fuck him and piss him off I would easily marry Harry <laughs> because it, imagine how funny that shit would seem when you're stoned seriously <laughs> How funny would life be listening to that rubbish every day off your face? I'd sign up for that, and I will root the weird umpire and um, kill Basil. Actually, since since we're on Matthew Nichols, before everyone else gives their answers, how is Max Gorn belting the ball away from him? <laughs> that was fucking amazing. It's like, what'd you do that for? <laughs> what'd you do that for? And he's giving him the death stare yeah. as he comes back. Yeah, I don't want to hear that every day. What'd you do that for? <laughs> Fuck off. I would... Kill Basil because Basil would make weird noises during sex. You can just see that coming. Okay, he's the most boring person on the planet. I don't know. I don't know what noises. He'd just say something weird. He'd probably fall asleep during it. I would probably marry Matthew Nichols because marry him, get the umpires on the Kilda side, stop them from fucking us for once, and would. Fuck Harry because at least, you know, you get free weed for it and listen to the Bob Marley. 
and then you'd get to laugh last. <laughs> and you could do it in the thinking chair. I wonder if he's the prince that comes last. <laughs> this week on the Bay, look, Flog of the Week is easy, so let's begin there. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You, you didn't give you oh, didn't give the dogs oh. enough shit this week for it to go into week two. No, I gave them a compliment in the thread, and he just gave me the shocked face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for the guy. I mean, his, his dog died. It's good. I feel oh. bad for the guy after reading that. Oh, it, it, it was it was, oh, it was my, my reshore moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is a reshore moment the new? The feels the when feels. it gets you it's in the, the feels. Reshore moment. Fucking hell. Well, who do you have an alternative for Flog of the Week, Penal? Yeah, what about um, General Giant? Oh, he went the uh, he went the preemptive defense and started a thread on the main board. Basically, imagine one of GWS too good for you's posts, and that's about like the levels oh. that this guy is posting at. Unfortunately, I think this this thread got deleted, but I saw it before it got clean, so. Can you undelete that thread from the main board and stick it on the bay? Because I just get the feeling that the bay folks would have a field day with that fucking general giant guy. Oh, yeah, sure. I can steal that thread. But, yeah, it was an Anthony Rocker moment. Like, we went full-on preemptive defense. Flog of the week, did you want to add a nom, Dan? All right, a dishonorable mention to our Susie Olsen for her conduct on Twitter <laughs> recently. She lost the plot. Yeah, just... Well, the conversation goes... Like this, uh, she tweeted, I just donated a further $20 to freeze MND hashtag, but this time as part of Bigfooty News community. Happy now. She gets a response from a chap called Water Bottle. It says, you are permanently banned from Bigfooty News, Suze. You're not part of the Bigfooty community, which is very true. And Suze's response to that is, what a bottle. You will be permanently banned from living shortly, you cunt. It's an all-time classic moment. That really is. Uh, yeah, and she's someone you don't want to mess with, so I would just block her and like everyone else has done. And- what a bottle better be careful or he will end up in a pit in the ground and it won't be an awesome prank. Come on, Suze, pull your head in. You can't abuse. See, this is the reason why you are blocked by Bigfooty, by North Melbourne, by Triple M. <laughs> anyone that you tweet to, Triple M, everyone that you socialise with on social media. This is the stuff why you get blocked for. Thread of the week time. Uh, oh, this one's easy. Great thread by user Jasney. If North don't beat Horf next week, they need to forget about 2016 and start the <laughs> rebuild now. Thread, yeah. Great thread. It is a great thread because I'm going to bump it when we beat Horf on, on Friday. It's an if. If North don't. Yeah, but he's alluding to the fact that North are going to lose. It's understandable. Would... North are on a good side. They go all right. Won a few flags. I enjoyed packed brunches to my fellow Horfies, Fred. <laughs> and also get Max Gorn 20 in free, Fred. Yeah, <laughs> we could give it to the Flogcast thread for the melt. Oh, oh yeah, I want, that was my idea. I wanted to nominate the Flogcast thread because it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, do. All right, <laughs> let's give it to the Flogcast thread. Sorry, Jasney, I tried. <laughs> no reach around here. Next week's games. Oh, uh, the start of the stupid buys. I can't stand these weeks. And they'll yeah, be uh, like trialing. They'll be trialing four field umpires during all the buy rounds, so mm. that the umpires that would normally be sitting on the sidelines have something to do. Yeah, while they're at it, they might as well trial the chimpanzee to be the ball boy as well. Just don't, just don't shoot it when it tries to get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot it if the kid falls over the fence. 
Is this when the AFL club recruits a lion as well? Is this around this happens? The bye weeks just when things go funny? The bye weeks just, there's not a lot happening, Not a, never a lot of uh, talking points, never as eventful. So all the fucking shit ideas come to fruition <laughs> during the bye week. <laughs> like Collingwood and Port should play off for the Magpies name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like the off-season on, on the Bay, but except everyone's around during the bye weeks. So you just get twice the number of shit ideas. Round begins with North versus Hawthorne at Eddie Had, and yeah, if North lose, should they start the rebuild? Yes, and I think they will lose. See, I reckon NL will be pretty conflicted as to who to go for during this game, because you know he's been he's been white knighting us a lot on the bay. <laughs> I noticed uh, Chappie actually coined the name Hawthorne Lights uh, for him. It's been good to have you on our, on our side, NL. I'm just a little worried about how you'll cope Friday night with your two teams going at it. Are you a closet Hawthorne supporter, NL? <laughs> All Hawthorne supporters are closet. He's already a Collingwood member, so why not join a third club? It's starting to sound like a man with no name having all these supporter yeah. bases and memberships and Cookie whatnot. Collingwood membership. <laughs> Collingwood don't need any more members, mate. He may have been spotted today with a Collingwood membership lanyard on. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's very that's very no name, isn't it? Yep. Next thing he'll be tweeting AFL photos. Check out the photo I took from this. Yeah, you won't be taking my job. <laughs> we're just, <laughs> well, we're he will if you can't get there on time because of the fucking buses. Yeah, well, we get there really early, so he'll get your job. Does anyone else want to tip this game, or do we just want to talk about North? North, North, Melbourne, North, Melbourne, North, Melbourne. North has a good record of bouncing back after losses under Brad Scott. We'll win. And I'm Hawthorne to win and win well. I reckon 32 points. Will Jordan Lewis belt anyone this time? And... Well, Hodge is not playing, uh, which destroys we, our bingo. We don't, we don't need to make a statement this week. In that game last year, we got smashed by Port the week before. Need to make a statement, but uh, no such dilemma for us this week. Daniel Wow to 23. You're, you're hearing a very complacent... Hawthorne supporter who thinks this is going to be an easy victory for them. I, did, I didn't say it's going to be an easy. You said thirty-two points. That's an easy. Uh, victory. It'll be a it'll be a tough, contested, tight game. But I think in the last quarter, our class will prevail and we'll pull away a bit. I'm going for North. Oh, you're not. Hawthorne just. <laughs> I like, am. Be... No. I will go for whoever I like. Nah. Fuck off, your Hawthorne supporter. <laughs> he is a Hawthorne supporter now. We've outed him as being a Hawthorne Collins you've Field Club supporter. Northern Lights, you've done the reverse Sues. You know that? <laughs> he was a Hawthorne supporter that went to North. Hey, no, hey Dan, Dan, this is good for you. This means you win the flag now. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is NL tipping? North. Oh, oh, just. Right. Tipping with his head, not his heart. I'm not. I'm, yes, you are. I will tip you with what? <laughs> Don't be fuck off. I'm putting this on mute. We're going to have a fight now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, Hawthorne. you said I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> I did not. You did. When does it, does it really matter who sh- who she tips? I mean, it's worth finding. No, it doesn't matter. I'm just calling her out. I can change out. my mind. Right. Teach does it all the time. <laughs> Monday, Teach. Oh, hang on. Someone just had this mind blowing theory that maybe I just changed my mind. No, Fuck off, here now. Go outside. <laughs> <laughs> giving me the shits. 
Come on. I'm getting dirty looks. This is not fair. <laughs> you think Matt Nichols in you? Have you just belted the ball away from his shoulder? Yeah. Up? What did you do that for? <laughs> Maybe NL is Matt Nichols. No wonder he loves Hawthorne. No wonder you said you'd marry him. <laughs> no, I was marrying Harry. <laughs> Ouch. So you're, you're not long-term material then. <laughs> not at this fucking rate. Can't even do me too. <laughs> This is, this is what the bye weeks do. We're only at the tipping of the first bye week and we're already talking fucking all sorts of shit. Brian, oh, Brian's versus West Coast. West Coast on the road against the Brian's. Fucking hell. This is a silly game in which Brisbane could actually win this. I, yes. This is, this is just silly. Well, there, there is always the possibility that Brisbane could kind of pull their finger out at one point, but um, I reckon Eagles to get a, a win on the road. They'll, they'll want to make ski. a statement and bounce back. It they'll, doesn't they'll get do much it easier to ski than Brisbane anywhere you play them. So, West Coast, but geez. We, we might get the, the first draw of the year. I've Are tipped about a it? dozen of them this year. So one will land eventually. No, not necessarily. Well, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, yeah, did we all tip West Coast in the end? Uh, I've got to go... Brrr. No, I've got West Coast. Is, is Morgan actually allowed to tip? <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to tip West Coast? Did you tip early in another I didn't tip anyone today! <laughs> oh, God. When? Where was Who's, I? Who started, who started them off again? Uh, no, I said I'm scared of this week. I think it could be tough. And you said, yeah, you'll be 10-3 and three after this week. I did not say that. I did not talk since I'm the girl at the football. <laughs> Who have you been talking to at the footy? I sense tension. <laughs> Hashtag tension. This is a genuine tension. Oh, for the first time ever, it might be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the first time ever. Teach te- 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 penal is always real. What are you guys even fighting? What? Hang on. What, what is the basis on this argument? You're supposed to tip... <laughs> Uh, Hawthorne uh, and change yeah, the... Women aren't allowed to think for themselves, apparently. And we're not allowed to change our mind. Some of us need more than tips, you know. <laughs> Cookie's confused. Look what you've done. How's he going to copy my tips if you won't let me tip who I want? She tipped Hawthorne. That's all right, Morg, because you can tip who Northern Lights lets you tip and then Cookie can give you real tips. See, you guys all think I'm the boss. I'm not even allowed to tip who I want. You guys are false. <laughs> Well, like, to be fair, like, you got him to get a Collingwood membership. That's mm. kind of telling. He was just wearing my mum's, and if Cookie revealed any further, I wear a North scarf to every North game. <laughs> oh, no. I, don't, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to believe anymore. What? <laughs> these, fil- these filthy fucking turncoats. People. We're just supporting yeah. each other. We have a really healthy, oh, supportive okay, relationship. Okay. Then, you, then, then you're making no names with your, I want. with your, you know, no name's got his three memberships. And... Good thing I've never turncoded. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Frio versus the Puffers on the Saturday night. This is uh, afternoon. Oh, Twilight, actually. Puffers. Why yeah, Puffers. Can we have Morgz's bomb come back? What? I said the what? bomb last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, don't say that. Fuck. We'll get eight pages of melts. Don't say bomb. Don't say kill. Oh, shit. Don't swear either. Poor Adelaide. Did. Nobody care about it anywhere beyond West Horsham. No. I'm tipping Frio, actually. They're slowly finding a little bit of form, and I think they might pinch this one. I think they're absolutely on a false form line at the moment. <laughs> 
Very much agree on that count. They've had it pretty easy against the two worst teams by a long way. And whereas Port had a good hit out and should actually carry more confidence than Frio. On the form they showed last week against the Dogs, Port will romp this one home easily. Did everyone tip Frio Port? I wasn't allowed. (laughs) Dogs versus Geelong at Eddie had. This should be a ripper. This should be. Can I give a tip if uh, if Patrick Dangerfield gets more than 23 disposals Geelong will win and if he gets less the Bulldogs will win no you is can't that, do that, that just pick one team or the other no one tips like that well because Dangerfield is the difference he's the difference that's his new nickname the difference well, just do what I do tip a draw no. what if he only gets 22 and a half possessions you can't get a half disposal <laughs> am I not allowed to make that tip you, this is you, this is your show you can do whatever you want <laughs> These fucking bossy North cunts telling us who we can't tip. <laughs> one of you hardly ever shows up, and the other one's not even on here. So you want to you want to tip possessions. You don't want to tip the bloody game or the oh, result. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll, I will I will well, say the dogs win because Picken or whoever keeps Dangerfield to less than twenty three disposals. They don't use taggers anymore, Bulldogs. But if Picken gets nine nine clangers again like he did this week, it might be detrimental. Oh, it's no, just no, a it's game. All, it's, all about, it's all about what Dangerfield does. Dangerfield's the difference. So I'm going to pick the dogs because Dangerfield gets taken out of the game. Joel Salwater valiantly sacrificed himself to ensure Dangerfield gets possessions. Geelong to win. Catch. I think the dogs will win easily. Geelong just aren't that good at football. Uh, I think that... <laughs> I'm just going to say my tip quietly so I don't get in trouble. I'm going to tip the dogs. <gasps> You sure you're allowed to do that? Am I allowed? Did you tip him earlier today? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyone would have thought I put my tips in earlier today. <laughs> I did not. This didn't happen. Think of Cookie and Al. I need the tips. Or else you, Jose you will win. Gave you, tip. you said Selwood would sacrifice himself. I'm when I say here, when I tip in real life, are different. Doggy, doggy, doggy. Real life's different. Fuck off. Well, <laughs> has has right. anyone noticed that? North fans are like the most annoying and passive aggressive when they like come onto your uh, team boards during a game week. I can yeah, play... I I always post on the Hawthorne board. <laughs> yeah, I was going like, to say so... team boards. <laughs> but I can't I, remember. It's, I don't it's, think it's I've pattern. ever posted on the Hawthorne board in my entire big. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking yes, about you the, are. Like a Northwood nuffies. You're talking about me and Northern Lights. And, and it's the same. It's the same type of people who got offended when Reek posted that Sue's thing on the Richmond board. All the fucking North oh, fans went was, over there that, and that, said that, that was fucking funny. But it, this comes back to the there is no. Well, you can go to the well, gasometer wing, but there is no mong filter for them. But, but they, to go. it comes back to the tipping though, because they really don't like it when uh, Hawthorne supporters tip Hawthorne to win. <laughs> I couldn't give a shit who they tip. I'm talking about your team board, Nuffies, not you. You're talking about me. If you're talking about my team board, you're talking about me. <laughs> Are you a team board, Nuffy? <laughs> I'm talking about the people who get offended by tipping, like NL. I'm... <laughs> now NL's a team board, Nuffy. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't want anyone to like his team. He just wants to have the six supporters and that's it. <laughs> I've gotten too close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know you won't be allowed to wear the scarf anymore. I know. This week I'll, I'll have to take the badge off. I've only got Can't the badge. badge. No, it's Sean Higgins, and I only have it because he's not a dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I took the 
Kanye badge because off because he's a criminal. He's not a good bloke, or, or he's a good bloke depending on your definition. He just um, had a few drinks. Colas versus Melbourne. Look, I think Colas will bounce back despite the Kurt Tippett injury. Max Gorn though could really have his way with them. Yeah, Sydney. Where's it at? The Melbourne MCG or SCG? It was uh, Sydney. Just I'm going to go the upset. Though. I think I think Melbourne will be will get it done. I mean, Sydney, as, as Starbirds mentioned, they'll probably play fucking Derek or someone with no tippet, and I reckon Gorn to have a field day. It'll like fucking thirty disposals, fifty hitouts, and five goals. <laughs> He could do all of that. He'll set the new benchmark. He'll just blow Lee Matthews out of the water. They will lose this week, Melbourne. They'll be up and about after winning their grand final. They will feel like they are king dick, and they will go to Sydney and absolutely make a bunch of ass hats of themselves. Seriously, they will be drinking the bath water that flows from Footscray. They will think that they are actually legit, and they are not. Is that everyone? Yeah. I think so. And last game... Essendon versus the Giants. Need I even ask? Oh boy! I don't care, how, mu- be, I don't care uh, how much bath water the Giants drink after beating the Colas. They will not lose yeah. this one. I know it's in Melbourne, but it could be the second hundred pointer in a row, like Cameron to just kick a bag because he's been he's been down a little bit. I reckon he's uh, got a big one in him this week. But actually, in fairness, Essendon might be a chance if JMR doesn't take the wind out of their sails early again, like this week. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. They might have beat us. <laughs> no, the only chance they are is if Toby West go to Alice Springs and have to walk to the G. Like that's it. Oh, the only walk chance that they'll cunts. have a bit. Yeah, he'll have to walk and come. Giants by a mile. Giants midfield will tear Essendon's such a big asshole that it might be considered porn. So Giants just smash him. Oh, I can't wait. I love Essendon right porn. It's great. And that's everything. That this was the podcast. I didn't even tip. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> my tip is not important. You do this all the time. I'm, I'm not going to come back. I'm just going to tip a fucking draw. I haven't done it yet this week. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to come on for three weeks now. I'm just going to take a spell. I just, I just wanted to get this. I know my place. It's all right. I'm sorry, Dan. No, not. if you were sorry, you'd stop doing this. But you keep doing it. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You don't support us. Take this tip real serious. Always melting over our fucking tipping. Northern Lights wagon of cracking the sads over tipping. So this was the podcast for round thirteen. A Starburns joined by Dan. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even gonna. He's he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. So yeah. <laughs> Cookie. This tipping has gone swimmingly. Penal. See you next week. And is Morgs allowed to say goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week if yeah Morgs is allowed back and Dan comes back, and <laughs> maybe Teach will be back. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Looks like Jose's getting Jose's getting <laughs> Jose's a call, getting up. Another call up. <laughs>